Eventually he leans in to kiss me, which I was fine with. And I was like, you know what? Like I just, I completely froze. The next thing I literally remember is being naked in his bed, having sex with him. This episode contains discussions of sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, I'm pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people hide from themselves and others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave? Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Really, the how, what, when, where, and why of it all. Today, my guest is Veronica. Now, Veronica, I have a question for you. Dun, dun, dun. What is your secret? I have been sexually assaulted and I still question if I'm to blame for it and I also still question whether or not I was sexually assaulted oh my god that is I I don't even know what to say because I have had this conversation with so many people so many times over the years so let's break it down like let's break why you have thought it it was an assault so when did it happen for you So this would have been maybe five years ago. Okay. Maybe a little less. Okay. Um, Met a guy through a dating app because that's what everyone does. Met somewhere public for our first date, which was very nice. He was new to town. So we kind of did a few touristy things. And, you know, sometimes you meet someone and you know immediately there's just only platonic chemistry with someone. Like that's it. There's no romantic chemistry. And so at the end of our date, you know, we're saying goodbye. And I was very honest with him just saying, hey, you know, I had so much fun hanging out with you. Like he, such a nice guy, so sweet. We totally got along. Okay. And I just said, you know, I I don't know if there's anything romantic, but I'm very open to seeing if we can just be friends because I had a lot of fun. I love that honesty. Not many people have that honesty and I love it. So I just have to praise you for that. Like Thank you. Yeah, take that. Yeah. <laughs> and he seemed very cool about it. I don't know if he felt the same way or not. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, no, you know, I'm new to town. I really don't have any friends. Let's just hang out. No pressure. If we're meant to be more than friends, we'll be more than friends. Okay. So, you know, a few more dates, hangouts, whatever you want to call them, you know, went to dinner. He always treated it was really sweet. Still no chemistry besides being friends. Um, He never was really pushing me into anything, which I was like, great. Like I made a new friend. Right. And then he's like, hey, do you want to come over? I'll make dinner. We can watch a movie. Didn't think twice about it because everything else. You didn't get the creepy vibes. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, he made pizza and it wasn't anything fancy. Mm -hmm. Watching a movie, hanging on the couch. And I'm a very naturally touchy-feely person and so you know we were kind of cuddling on the couch but I wouldn't even call it cuddling 
like, what would you call just, it? Can you give a description? Like, of like, we were just sitting next to each other and I was kind of leaning on him. Okay. So maybe it would be cuddling, but like when I cuddle with someone, I'm much more attached to them. Okay. Versus just lean. Like this almost felt more like we were sitting in a really crowded, like if you go to the Hollywood Bowl and it's really crowded and you're just shoulder to shoulder with someone and you kind of lean to tell them a secret. Yeah. That kind of feeling. Got it. So got it. Totally normal. Like nothing was weird. He didn't have his arm around me. Nothing. Eventually he leans in to kiss me, which I was fine with. And I was like, you know what? Like, I just, no, like there's just nothing there. Like I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, people say like the different fear responses are, you know, fight, flight, uh, faint and freeze. Yep. Typically mine is faint. I am very famous among my friends for literally hitting the ground. If I, if someone comes up behind me and scares me, I will just collapse. Wow. And mine's freeze. Just so you know, like I will be frozen. So that's what happened to me this night is I completely froze. And I think my mind, I, I, I have so little memory from that night. Okay. My mind has blocked things out, which I'm somewhat grateful for. Yeah. It's a survival thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The next thing I literally remember is being naked in his bed, having sex with him. And I only literally the memories I have are like less than a second. Okay. Split second. I remember kissing him. The next thing I know, I remember having sex with him Mm -hmm. for like a millisecond. Then I remember being in his bed and naked and trying to sleep. And then I remember like the thing that kind of like snapped everything out was I remember the alarm on my phone going off because I forgot to turn off the like, you know, my daily alarm. Yeah. I just forgot to turn off and it went off and I was like, I kind of just like snapped out of it and was like, I need to go. And I don't even remember what I told him. Like, I think I just said, oh, I forgot I have an appointment or whatever. Yeah. Got dressed, got out of there. And I remember calling a friend of mine when I'm driving home. I was like, I think I just had sex with someone that I didn't want to have sex with. (gasps) Yeah. And I kind of like played it off like, well, like it was a bad date, whatever. And that's how I felt for like probably six months after I was like, like this kind of sucked. Like I didn't want to have sex with this guy. I didn't like, I didn't do anything to imply that I want to have sex with them. It happened. It is what it is. Right. And I was telling a friend a story and she's like, you know that you were assaulted. I was like, no, I wasn't like, no, no, no. Did you say yes? I was like, well, no, but I didn't tell him no. Because, and you know, we're, you and I are kind of around the same age. I think we probably yeah. have the same upbringing of we were raised in the no means no Yes. idea of consent. Yes. Which I'm very grateful that things have changed where like, it's now yes means yes versus no means no, because I never said no. I never fought. I, I honestly don't think that the guy, oh, also after it happened, I blocked him on everything. I've never talked to him again, never seen him again. Yeah. I don't think he knows that I consider it not consensual. I really don't. I, because I never said no. And that's why, that's why I still blame myself. Like he has no idea. Yeah. Like how is he supposed to know? Because I think so many of us have it ingrained in our minds that if someone doesn't say no, they are consenting, which is awful. And I know it's wrong. And I'm so And I still believe that too. I mean, even that you're saying it before this, I even said I was helping someone and I said, you said no. And once you said no, it's not consent. But now that you're saying this to me, all these moments in my past where a guy took my hand on a date and shoved it in his pants. And I was in such fear and shock and froze that I just did it. 
And I've had other dates where there are times where you just know you have to kind of be polite and not fight to get through a moment to be safe. And I think that's also a very different form of this. For this, I don't, I don't remember ever thinking, I just need to have sex with him because I need to be safe. Yeah. Like I, I literally have so little memory of that night. You blacked it out. You're, yeah, and I, your but I know I didn't just, yeah, I know I didn't say yes. hundred percent. I did not say yes. I did not want to have sex with him. And just I so know you know, that. it's not like you changed your mind and were then attracted to him. If you no. were not already attracted to him, you're not like, Hey, I'll just sleep with him because you don't like women don't think like that. I believe. And I think, and it, maybe I shouldn't even been okay with the kiss, but I kind of thought like maybe yeah. I was being too harsh on him. Like I know some people say you can't always have instant chemistry, but I think the feeling of purely platonic chemistry is something to not ignore. A hundred percent. I probably shouldn't have done. And again, see, this sounds like I'm blaming myself. again. It, does. Like I it actually does sound him. like you're blaming yourself and you shouldn't because you have every right. If someone leans in and you decide, Hey, I'm going to kiss and see if there is something there, if I'm blocking it or if there's more, but there wasn't. Exactly. So well, here's my question for you. Do you think you were drugged? No. Oh, no. Okay. I, I've just been drugged. That's why yeah. I just wanted to ask how, if you ever had that thought. No, I mean, someone has asked me that. I know I only drank out of a closed bottle of water that mm-hmm. like was sealed. So it's not like he, and I felt totally fine driving home. Like it was, it was like, literally I was asleep and I was woken up. Like, it wasn't like I felt hungover or off. Like I, the second my alarm went off on my phone, I was like, I'm just going right. I'm done. I drove home. I was safe. Like there was nothing that made me think that I was in an altered state of mind. Wow. See, when you're just... And then also the other part that I still, I've told yeah. this story to other people and they're like, yeah. but you know, that wasn't assault. And that's my other, like, that's why I question whether I should call it that. Because so many people have said, you know, if you regretted having sex with someone, like you can't, you know, cry rape or whatever. It's like, but that's not what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I never said to him, I wanted to have sex and he did it. Yeah. But like, again, maybe this is the way, you know, we were raised with the whole thing is like, assault has such a violent connotation to it and this doesn't feel like it was violent yes but I'm telling you that I after 13 years of recovery in sexual and love addiction I had to look at all the times that I did something and I didn't want to do it and I didn't say no but it definitely was was assault like mm-hmm. I had to really dig deep and I write about it in the book is like the time my hand was put in someone's pants or they, you know, pushed it too far and I froze and didn't say anything and went along with it. That still is assault because our mental health, our own sexuality is taken advantage of. And I'm not saying he, you should go press charges with him, but there's some never grieving. Would. But there's some grieving, there's some damage that was done. Yeah, the reason why I don't think I could ever press charges is the reason why I blame myself is to this day, I don't think he ever thinks of it as something other than consensual sex. And I would feel so guilty putting someone through the judicial system where they never, I don't think he had any ill intent. I think he, because he's the same age as me, I think he had the same thought of, well, she didn't say no, like, Mm -hmm. let's keep going. And I understand that 
honest mistakes can lead to, you know, prison and punishment and stuff like that. But yeah, because it's in my hands, I don't feel right doing that to someone who I think truly believes it was an innocent thing. See, this is so complicated because then this thing that happened in my high school, uh, a good friend of mine, her best guy friend at a party, she was drunk, slept with her while she was passed out. So she never said no. And who knows if she won't because You know what I mean? Like, but she pressed charges and he went to jail. And but she never said no because she wasn't like in the right state of mind. So it's like what is she never had the chance to say no because she was passed out. I as far as he knew, Mm -hmm. I was totally conscious and aware. I just was not involved. Right. I guess you just floated out of your body. Yeah. So what happened, you know, to your friend, the guy who did this clearly knew that she had no way of saying yes or no. Right. But do you hear how many guys are saying she was, yeah, she was drunk, but she was still participating and like talking, you know, like, so it's like, what is our, it's so confusing because that did damage to her. Yeah. And I think part of me not remembering much of it and me not realizing what had happened for so many months Mm -hmm. kind of protected my mental health too, because I was so separate from the event. Yeah. Once I came to realization of what I had gone through. So it kind of felt more like me hearing a story versus me experiencing it. There's so many different levels to the healing process Mm -hmm. with this circumstance, because there's healing from what actually happened. There's healing from my fear response, because that's the first time that I can remember freezing in fear. I've never, I've always known that I faint. Right. And and recovering from knowing that I can also have this other fear response and being prepared if that happens again. And then healing from the guilt that I feel knowing that he has no clue that he did something wrong. Mm. And you never thought about reaching out and saying, hey, like I just have to let you know, I, I wasn't present for that at all. I never really saw the benefit of doing that just mm-hmm. because... I mean, by the time I realized it, you know, it was six months past, like, what's he going to say? Like, well, you know, well, sorry, I didn't know. Like, I don't see any benefit to me to do that. Got it. Maybe there would be a benefit from it. Maybe it's selfish that I didn't, but because I didn't see anything that I could gain out of it, Mm -hmm. I just never had any desire to do that. So here's my question for you now. You and I talking about it, do you still feel on the line of whether it was sexual assault or not? I think I will always feel that. You do? I I think I will always feel that. And I think I will always have the guilt and questioning if I'm to blame because, you know, decades of my life, the way that we were, you know, raised about consent goes against everything that happened to me in a way, you know? Yeah. So if I go by my entire lifetime of knowledge of what consent is, nothing was wrong that happened to me. I'm wondering if we even teach that in school, if like, say my son, let's just use an example. If I talk to him about having sex before you actually initiate it to ask if it's okay. Like there has to be a dialogue instead of someone just like, like you just probably froze or just went along with it. But how do we protect our young kids from these situations? 
I think that is kind of the way that things are being taught. Mm -hmm. I have family who have, you know, elementary school kids Mm -hmm. and their consent is not a sexual word to them. They just learn that consent is something you always get. So I remember hanging out with my friend and her kids and one of her kids wanted to play with my hair. Yeah. And her daughter came up and said, do I have consent to play with your hair? Just flat out asked. I was like, oh yeah, cool. No problem. Oh my God. They're like so much more enlightened than us. (laughs) That just made me so proud of the younger generation. (laughs) And I, I think the idea that, a lot of people are doing of like, you don't have to hug, you know, your grandma and grandpa and your aunt. Like, it's just, it's the way I think our generation is raising the next generation out of our traumas to make sure that our traumas don't repeat itself. Yeah, I even did that at school. Somebody was like, oh, give her, she needs to give him a hug. I was like, no, she doesn't. Like that to Davis, my kid. I was like, Mm -hmm. no, she doesn't. If she doesn't want to give him a hug, she does not have to give him a hug. But I do love that, but it's still in my head. It's like, are you not honoring your freeze? Because if it wasn't sexual assault, I know I'm going back, but if it wasn't sexual assault, would you have froze? Because I froze so early in it, I don't know why my body reacted to freezing. Mm. Because it wasn't like my clothes were coming off and I froze. Right. Literally, I was kissing someone and I froze. And I don't know what triggered my body to like, I don't understand why my body triggered that. I have fought back in other situations in my plenty. Yeah. Now I am, I'm very scrappy. I'm a fighter (laughs) and I don't know why in this situation, that's not my first, that was not my first instinct. Mm. And so I don't know if I'll ever understand why that happened and why that happened so quickly. Right. Because it's boggling to me that I couldn't just say, hey, you know what? I think we're just going to have to be friends. And even if I said that and I felt like we could not be friends because of what happened, whatever, I would have gotten out of there. But for some reason, my instinct was to freeze at that moment. And there was nothing that this guy had ever done that made me think, oh, he would be someone who would take advantage of me. Yeah. So it's not like I was prepared for something. So it's, oh, it's so strange. It's such a strange thing to have to try to remember too, because I have so little memory. I know it's, it's even for me, when I have those blackout moments, it's like you're struggling within yourself to figure out the missing pieces of the puzzle, right? I don't think there's a way to properly honor what happened and fully heal without having the full memory. And there's never going to be probably a time in my life that I'll have the full memory. So that's why I think I will just carry it with me in a way forever because you can't necessarily heal from something that you can't take the time to heal from. I don't know if I believe that 100% because I blocked out a lot of my childhood and I've done a lot of work around those blacked out moments, even though I didn't remember that. But with a professional, you know what I mean? Like it was with a professional doing body work and Reiki and and all of that, that I had to literally not know what happened, but something obviously happened for your memory to shut down like that. I wonder, and this is not me trying to dismiss what you went through. I wonder though, if there's a difference between a singular event and a series of events when you're healing from it, because mine was a singular. Good question. I mean, good question. 
I, I, I don't have the answer for that, but that's a great question if somebody wants to <laughs> add to it knows. in the comments. But but my other thought that just popped up is the skeptic, right? Like your friends that said it wasn't a sexual assault, that people could be listening going, well, why'd you go to his house? Why were you sitting so close to him? Why did you kiss him, right? Did those thoughts come up in your head as well? No, because there was nothing, there's nothing that I did wrong Yes, thank you for saying that. 100%. I, even if I went to someone's house with the intent of having sex with them and then they took advantage, I still did nothing wrong. Yay, I'm so happy you said that. I wanted you to say that. Good. Like everything that went wrong was stuff that was not done by my choice. Yeah. And for the people, everyone who has said, this is an assault, this is a bad date, or this is someone you regret. I will also say they're not really friends, friends, they're acquaintances or people in other situations. But I think so much of it is just because again, of how we were all raised with the whole no means no thing. And think about how like the, you know, after school specials on TV were with people screaming no and stuff. And it's like, but none of that happened. So like we were raised in an environment where that's what assault looks like. Yes. Not what happened to me. Oh my God. This feels like such a bigger conversation. It feels like a Ted talk. Like we should do a Ted talk about (laughs) it. (laughs) I'm sure there's something about like the non-stereotypical presentation of assault. Yeah. And what it could actually look like. Yeah. So how, okay, so I guess my question is how are you now going to move forward? How are you healing from whether it being a sexual assault or not in your own brain? How do you rationalize that healing? How do you move forward? Help. <laughs> I I mean, I, again, I have a therapist to begin with. So it's not like I started therapy for this, but I did talk this through with my therapist of like, well, mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly happened, but this is what I do know. And all this. And I think a lot of it comes down to accepting that it happened and accepting how I want to react from it. There is no right or wrong way to get over something or to deal with something. If I wanted to press charges, that would have been the right decision. Me not wanting to press charges is 100% the right decision too. Whatever I choose to do, it is my decision. Right. And I think understanding that maybe I need to be, you know, a little bit more vocal about things or like emphasizing it or not thinking the best of people all the times, which is a really horrible thing. But this guy, obviously, we met with the intent of a date. It wasn't going to turn out that way. Maybe I shouldn't have just been maybe if I don't see anything romantic, that's kind of just the end of the line. Just because you never know if you can change someone else's mind. And I don't want someone to be friends with me in the hopes that I'll change my mind and date them. And that's not a boundary that I use 100% because Mm -hmm. I've met other people through, you know, dates or dating apps where it just didn't end up being that way. And we're friends and it's fine. Right. So it's kind of a, you know, see how it feels situation. So I mean, I think the best way that I've moved past this, I think, is kind of a horrible thing is I didn't know what happened to me for I didn't accept what happened to me for a while. So I'd essentially done the healing before I knew what happened. Ooh, yes. Because I was thinking, oh, like I just had a really bad date. Like I didn't want to have sex with this guy. It happened, whatever. I got over it through that situation. And then once I was past that and accepting what happened, 
then I realized what really happened. And I had only that little extra bump of healing to do. Yeah, it was like the onion was peeled when it was needed to be peeled. Yeah. You're, you you went through the process of healing in a, a way where it came off on layers. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? Like I, if I had known immediately what had happened, I would have tried to go through steps one through 10 at the same time yeah. versus only going through steps one and two because I thought it was a bad date. And then moving on a few months later to steps three and four. Yeah. And then moving on months later to steps five and six. Yes. And so I guess we have to honor how we heal and not try to force it. Like you really allow the process to unfold of like really looking at the situation and say, hey, that didn't, oh, that just revealed itself. Oh, I'm, I need to go talk to my therapist about this. It's like processing it when it was available to you. Yeah. And the timeline for healing from anything, it's not linear and there's no, no time limit. <laughs> No. If, it took, if it took me 10 years to heal from it, that would have been okay. If it took me a day, that would have been fine too. Oh my God. I'm so glad we had this conversation, but I do have one more question before you go. And mm -hmm. I think this is the most important. If anybody's listening, male, female, however they, they identify, if they were in similar situations that you just described, what would be your advice for them? I don't know if I could actually give good advice because the best advice is to honor what you feel is right to do. Mm. I can't tell someone, hey, you need to go to therapy or hey, you should press charges or you need to confront the person who did this to you because every person in every situation is going to be so different. Yeah. So whatever feels right to you in whatever phase of life you're in, that's what you need to do. I guess the advice I would give is don't listen to what other people tell you to do. Yeah. Honor your own instincts. I think for so long, we reach outside of ourselves and don't honor our own instincts and how it sits in our own body. So I guess my advice is see how it sits in your body. Yeah. Cause we know how we feel. Right. And if someone's saying, Oh, don't you feel bad that this happened? Or aren't you upset? They're projecting themselves onto you. It's not you recognizing your internal feelings. Exactly. Oh, Thank you so much for coming on. I'm eternally grateful for this conversation. I am extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> Just because it's such an open-ended discussion. You know, we yeah, can discuss this forever. There's no neat and tidy bows. I know, and I love with. neat and tidy bows with the, that fantasy of it all being wrapped up in a pretty bow at the end. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, one day... Maybe there'll be a bow and then I'll share it with everyone. But for right now, it's this is what happened to me. I'm moving on with my life. It's something that I'm going to probably struggle with the guilt with for a long, long time. And I wanted to share that feeling of guilt because I'm sure there are other people out there who struggle with that same feeling and questioning and hearing someone else say it hopefully makes them feel better about it. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me come on. And if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.